What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Brex Radio. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and I am joined by my brother, the great one himself, Baylor's in the building. What's going on, man? Oh, man, another day. Um, quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> man, it's, it's, it's crazy. I'm trying my best, like, especially with, like, on my solo podcast. Like, I, I really try to avoid talking about it, but it's almost impossible because it's affecting, like, so much of our life. Like, uh, well, affecting, infecting is a completely different thing, but it's affecting so much of just our day-to-day life. Like, even, like, watching, like, the morning shows or whatever, like, they're basically using Skype to air. Like, they're all in different locations. Like, this shit's real, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've gotten away from it. I've challenged myself on, like, you know, I've got a lot of creative, a lot of creative stuff done, mm-hmm. a lot of creative stuff, but it still doesn't take away from the fact that, this is around the time, selfishly, I'm thinking this is around the time where, you know, you got, you got, uh, we miss March Madness, you know, yeah. we would have the N- NBA playoffs coming up, yeah. you know, like captains jockeying for position within that, you know, six, seven, eighth seed. So like, back, you know, sports is real intense around this time. Um, yeah, and it's just and it's just different. Like now, you see people walking outside. When you walk outside, you see people with gloves, without gloves, with a mask, without mask. You know what I mean? I just left the supermarket not too long ago, and uh, while I was in there, I'm just taking my time. You know, just doing my thing. And then I step in line. Uh, of course, they have the new rule. You know, six feet. So they got it. You got everything marked off. But as I look outside, I noticed that they shut down the store and they waited till a certain amount of people left out to let more people in and i'm like yo so doesn't matter how creative you get or how much you try to avoid it like the normal shit that you do is is not going to be there you know what i mean it's going to remind you like what we're going through yeah yeah, it's it's basically at this point impossible to completely avoid um which i i don't know man it's 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 like you said uh i'm using it to get a lot of creative creative stuff done I've been on Skillshare like all almost all day every day. So like I'm working on my directing, my cinematography skills, the photo editing, trying to learn Photoshop, uh, so I can uh do a little bit better with our cover art each week. But I mean overall, I'm just really trying to put it into what I can positively because if I sit around and stay too idle, like shit is depressing. Yeah. 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 So this this is a great time for I mean it's a great time for everybody to to dig into their creative spaces, even if they're not that creative or not that artistic, just figure out or, or learn something. And, and then, you know, also another positive thing is that you're, you're forced to be close to family now, (laughs) you know what I mean? So, you know, even though when you look at the, uh, when you look at the negative part where, you know, you're not able to go to work, some people not able to work, some people got laid off and things like that. That's pretty hard. That's pretty rough to deal with. Um, at the end of the day, yo, it does come down to family. As long as you're keeping your family safe, keeping them fed, keeping them secured, then, you know, that's it right there. 
Cause everybody, everybody's pretty much dealing with the same thing. We're all, we're all forced to stay inside the house and, and pretty much deal with each other and deal with the con. You know. Yeah, that's true, man. That's true. Um, but speaking of staying in the house and creativity, uh, it's not on our list. But tonight, uh, as we're recording this, I believe the battle between Manny Fresh and Scott Storch is tonight, and I can't wait to watch it, bro. Uh huh. These these battles with the producers and DJs, like. This been getting me through, man. As someone who like loves music and loves creativity and just like like the art of DJing, I swear it was like before, like you know, everybody when we came up, everybody either wanted to be a battle rapper or they wanted to rap in some type of way. I wanted to learn how to DJ. I never did, but that's oh, I always wanted to learn turntables. Like seeing, especially like Manny Fresh do it live, is just like damn, man. It's such it's it's such a refined skill, and you have to have such a trained ear to know what tracks are gonna sound like mixed together. It's it's a it's an amazing art. Yeah, yeah. Now I I'm not, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I never thought about being a DJ, but I always thought a DJ was cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, of course, everybody wanted to be the MC, but I did want to be part of a group. Um, and the DJs is low key like the coolest cats. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so I, I, you know, I, I probably miss some of it, but you know, I'll be, I'll be able to catch it. I came up with an idea though, mm-hmm. um, not just the music, because I, I tweeted that I hear the music, but what if, and rest in peace to John Singleton, John Singleton versus uh, Spike Lee. Ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just have a face off like that. And I, and, and but at the bottom, it's very important that people read this. It's not about the battle. It's about us getting all that free content. Yeah, yeah. And it's <laughs> you know funny, what I mean? And it's funny because, like, yeah, we're in the world of hip-hop, and we always try to link it to me, but this it's spilling out between more than that because there, there's an actual photo challenge that I'm thinking about uh, getting into where it's, like, it's a different theme every day, and you take a picture based off the theme, and you use the hashtags. So like, today's theme was isolation. And it's all based off stuff because we're all supposed to be indoors. Like, take a picture that represents you being in isolation. And it's, I'm looking at it, and as someone who's trying to grow in photography, I'm like, should I get into something like this? Because it, well, I, I doubt I'll win because I'm not that good of a photographer, but it'll help me hone my skills. So it's like, you know, people are really, really getting in their creative bag, man. And it's dope. I disagree with that. Okay. I disagree that what you said about you not being a great photographer, I think me personally, and I, and I wanted to go to school for photography mm-hmm. besides you learning the, the, the basics and maybe the tricks and the trades of the lighting and, positioning and knowing which camera et cetera, et cetera you do as a human you have an eye for greatness so whatever you see and you capture like you you bring that picture to life and i've seen two of your pictures online okay i appreciate that um i i can't describe well, I don't know if I should give it away, but I know I seen one. You just took one. It was just it was outside during the day, and it was like like they say, pictures is, is, is a thousand words. And I just looked at that photo, and I'm like, that's a dope photo. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate. You know that. what I mean? Yeah. So like, you know, all you gotta have is the proper tools and the passion behind it. To me, yeah, yeah, and that's true. And it's 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 like as I'm getting into it more, it's like now even when I'm like walking the dog, well, I don't walk the dog enough. I get fussed at for that. But uh, even like when I'm outside with the kids at the park, I'm looking at stuff and I'm like, oh, that'd be a dope picture if you if you stand right there. And so like, yeah, I'm I'm trying to get better at it, man. I really mm-hmm. have a passion for it. Yeah, man, I appreciate just just random art. You know what I mean? Just like you said, walking the dog, 
make sure you take your camera with you and just capture those moments. Sure, do it. Welcome to the Breaks Radio. But man, let's get into these music topics for this week, man. The first one, we have a, a bunch of news. Uh, we do have a new album wrap to uh, to talk about. But the news that we do have, Tory Lanez uh, dropped the track list for New Toronto 3. And I was extremely impressed by the Chicks Tape 5, uh, Tory Lanez throughout it. Like it was, we, we talked about it, we reviewed it, go and listen to that review to, to hear our thoughts on it. So I'm surprised that he's dropping another full album this soon because that was only a few months ago. Unless time just flew by fast and it's been longer than that. Um, but it drops, I think, in June, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So that's really, really soon. Um, what do you think about uh, Tory Lane's new album? Are you excited for it? I wouldn't necessarily say I'm excited for it, <laughs> but, I, but I'll go ahead and give it a listen. And it might be a strategic move because, I mean, hopefully, hopefully everything could be somewhat cleared up by June. You know what I mean? The, and the music that he puts out, could be beneficial uh for us to go outside and listen to it outside you know what yeah, i mean that's so true. That's true. you know if he, if he got if he got some summer bops then he shit he right on time yeah and it's funny because yeah i mean his last album was very much like a, a mood album and it puts you in the mindset of like love and summer and good weather um so if he's able to capture that vibe especially at and times it right to when we're able to go outside that'll literally be it'll almost be It'll write itself. It's going to be the album of the year right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, as, you know what? I, you said it's too soon, but by the time that it comes out, I mean, we have way through the year. And to me personally, we haven't had that many out that many great albums this year yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we haven't like, it's, it's funny because we review them and it's like really no album that we reviewed so far this year has stuck with me exactly and that's crazy it's crazy to be in in april and uh four months into the year and not a single 2020 album has stuck with me past a couple of weeks after release now in our defense though even though we just said it may it may seem like there hasn't been a lot of music but at the same time it is because it may not be a lot a lot of heavy hitters that has been you know hitting the market but we're so we're drenched in, in all types because now we're expanding into, to, you know, these, these amateur artists, I, I call them. You know yeah. what I mean? Where you want to try out or even when you look at certain artists that you're just now getting into and then you go through their old projects. And that's just, that takes a while, man. Yeah. Especially, when you're in, especially when you're into an artist like and then you find out that they have six mixtapes that, you know what I'm saying, that never took off. Yeah. So... That's yeah. a lot of music, man. And I, and I actually have a take on that when we talk, when we review uh, ADHD later on, because it's being labeled everywhere as his first album, even though he has two other albums on Spotify. And I just wonder what that's going to do for people to check out his catalog. But I'll I hold off on that. I wanna, don't want to give that conversation away too soon. Um, but yes, yeah, I mean, shout out to Tory Lanez. And, you know, I, I think, I honestly think around June, July, August, when hopefully all this is over. We're going to get so much, so much music that we may not even have expected to get because there's there are artists cooking shit up like you see it now. Now, we talked about a little last week speculating, but now you've seen like Fab is is working on new music. So it's crazy. Here's here's a here's a joke right here that I put out. Who's going to be the first one to use coronavirus and quarantine in their tracks? Oh, I think it's going to come down to like a Fab or a game. Watch. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
for sure, for sure. Uh, I did, you know, I I really games albums. We we talked about it. I think he, every one of his albums has gone platinum. But it, there was something about mixtape game in like 2008. I wish that we can get that back. In 2008, yeah, I think it was mm, like around it. 2008. Was that like right when right the mixtape he dropped right before a documentary came out, and then uh, all the mixtapes he dropped with the 50 Cent beef, he dropped like five. It was like one every every month. Those are all classic mixtapes, in my opinion. Yeah, mixtape, because mixtape game was, yo, I, I hate to say it like this, though. He was kind of hurt. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and we already know hurt R&B artists put out great R&B songs. <laughs> yo, hurt hip-hop artists, you know, when you hit their ego, they can put out, yo, 300, 300 bars. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, All the Black man. Wall Street mixtapes were a amazing like and it wasn't was it even, and it wasn't even just with the with the 50 cent beef and the disc like he like he had a track i can't remember the name off, off the top of my head with charlie baltimore and that shit was with, with charlie baltimore of all people it was hot i was like damn charlie yeah. baltimore man charlie baltimore yeah, yeah it's taking us back let's get back into the topics we got this week it's funny <laughs> you know with no mary around we uh we can get sidetracked with when stuff like that pops up we're gonna stay on track um, Drake finally shared a son of his uh, a picture of his son Adonis, and boy, when I tell you they ate that little boy alive on yeah, social media, yeah, I'm just like, But what I will say, the only thing that I will say, and I know this is gonna sound bad, but this is why fathers shouldn't be shitting on automatically for needing a paternity test because I'm telling you what, I don't give a damn what I'm mixed with. If a baby pops out with blonde hot, blonde, blonde hair and blue eyes. And they quote unquote came for me. I'm getting a paternity test. I don't give a oh, yeah. who you are. <laughs> Quick fast. I don't have blue eyes running through my family <laughs> at all. But you know what though, man? Like, yo, yo, Drake. Drake just Drake doesn't know how to get in front of stuff. I'm gonna tell you. I'm. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think he knows how to. Pusha T really hit him hard. Mm-hmm. He really hurt him. Um. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that one because the internet had a field day when that photo came out. But, um, you know, I know the, the Drake fans came out of nowhere and they said, look at, I think they say you look at his mom or his grandma or something like mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, all right, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, l- listen, I, I I mean, we know that that kid is very, got all different types of races in him. So I'm not even going to go off that. But like, and I, and I made a joke. I posted a picture of the kid from, uh, <laughs> From Hotel Transylvania because he looks like him, but with the way that people are going in on this kid is just like leave the baby alone. But you make a great point. Like, is for all the, I think early on in Drake's career he was handled very well as far as like marketing. I don't know if he was protected. I don't know if it was Wayne's people, if it was Cash Money, the label, like whatever. Uh, whoever seemed like they were protecting him, but now that he really does his own thing, you just really see that there's no savviness at all in like what he does, and it's. Like, to be at the level he is, like, he is the top artist in the world probably right now, besides Beyonce. But, like, it's every everything that comes out with him is just always, like, a fluke at this point. Like, it's just, it's bad. That's because whoever, <laughs> look, this battle stuff is not for him. Yeah, that's for sure. That doesn't mean that people that's not, that couldn't handle the battle couldn't get into it. You can get into it. You're just going to get handled a certain way. That's why when he came out and said, yo, you, you went below the belt or you went to, no, 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 no. This is what, 
This is what it's all about. And the thing is, he had this is what makes me dislike Drake fans because they allow his influence to try to change the narrative that has been written for so long. Battle rap is what it is. It's very disrespectful. It can get disrespectful. Is is there unwritten rules in battle rap? Things that you can't say? There is. And that is between that person and the other person if they come to that. But outside of that, bro, there's no rules. Yeah. And I don't and I and I think because he knows shit half of the planet is rocking with him so he feels like if he can come up with his own rules everybody else will agree to it nah bro push your t hits you hard to where another person that's not even considered an artist had to step in and say look this shit gotta stop this gotta stop and then that's my that's what i mean by he he never knew how to get in front of this stuff he never what he never was supposed to pick that fight like we knew pushy was picking at him yeah you know, we know K-Dot probably in a fun way. K-Dot picked at him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if you're not ready for that, just ignore it. Like, you've been doing it. And and I think that's where, like, Drake's fragileness comes into play because I feel like he doesn't sometimes realize, like, there's when you when you give things energy, you're, you're, you're giving it validation. And that's something Jay-Z learned early on, like, there were so many people at one time throwing shots at Jay-Z. And he picked who he responded to because everything wasn't worth his energy. And mm-hmm. Drake feels like like he responds to everything and not on wax, whether it's in a in a IG post or a Twitter post or a half a bar. Like he he it seems like he feels like he has to respond to every little thing. And when you do that, you're spreading yourself too thin. These people have nothing to do but to focus on you. Pusha T had nothing to do but time to write the perfect diss song on him where everybody was like, Pushy got 24 hours to respond. Pushy's like, nah, because what I'm coming with, it doesn't matter when I drop it. And so hey, Pushy, <laughs> he told us, he said, I will surgically dismiss. And when he said that, I was like, oh, so Pushy had, he had this planned out already. Oh, yeah. Drake did that versus me. Yeah. Pushy beat him at his own game. And you he know what had I mean? to. Because Push saw what he did to Meek. So he was like, all right, if, if he's going to come like this, if he's going to try to back to back my ass, I'm going to be surgical with it. I know what I'm like. The sur- the fact we never got surgical summer sucks because oh, I would have, I would have loved the fact that he said that they're only, he, that was only the start. And we all know that that was like a sucker punch. So um, it's just one of those greatest. What if, what it could have been, whatever. But the fact is, is that like Drake has coasted by so much on his popularity. Like you said, and, and the fact that his base, his fan base is the largest. So he thinks that he's going to, he always is in a position of power. Even even though he lost the push of beef, he didn't lose anything off of it because of where he is, right? Other than becoming the brunt of jokes in hip hop circles. But mainstream wise, it was never going to affect his sales. But when he when you put somebody in a position like that where they think that they're untouchable, we see the cracks in your armor because he's 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 fragile in a way that people at the top of the game never have been before. Jay Z welcomed all comers, but ignored ones that weren't worth his time. 50 at the same time. 50 did the opposite. He kind of spread himself too thin because he gave too much energy to everyone else when, yeah. when he shouldn't have, and it eventually played into his downfall. So, like, seeing where Drake is now is just... I, I can take nothing away from him musically because we all know he's going to sell. He can drop a Pootie Tang album of him just yawning on the track, and it's going to sell like crazy. I, can, I, I respect it, though. I wish I was able to drop a podcast and get 5 million downloads off just breathing on it. But nonetheless, it's like when you put yourself in a position where you say you study 
battle raps. You're a student of the game. You're the best rapper or whatever. And you and you are as fragile as what you are. The real hip hop fans see you now for what it is. And you can never get that respect back. He was he was verbally sparring with Draymond Green mm-hmm. during the finals. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Really? And I and I like Draymond personally. Mm-hmm. I like him as a player. You can but really? Yeah. You can get under Drake's skin easily. Like it's, yeah. Yeah, it's it's easy. Um, but let's 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 stop harping on Drake because I know Arby's Angels are listening to this podcast and they're just they're 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 they're, fl- they're getting fire under their chest. But uh, we're gonna move into our last topic in this one. And I had never heard of Young Chop before, right? Hey, so second that. And the way that he came at hip hop, and that's just what I'm because if I'm naming everyone he went at, so it'll be the list is too long. But the main ones: Twenty One Savage, Meek Mill, Diddy, um, and he he's he, some some other ones in between there. Um, what do you think about the way that he? kind of like talked about things that a lot of artists just wouldn't especially at the place that he is no one knows his name you're about to drop your project is he going to get blackballed now because of what he did i don't i don't know but when you sent when you sent the topic i'm like let me go check up on dude um i didn't get to see the video of him talking about diddy or ti or anything like that but i did check out a couple of other ones and um I watched a couple of them, even the one that, that he had when he was on live with Jay Prince Jr. Yeah. And he seems to be very confident in, you know, he's, he's very strategic. I don't, I'm not sure if he's playing the game or if this is like real. Um, we get a lot of credit to Chicago cast because, you know, they, they shared the murder rate with Compton for a while. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what I don't I, I'm not sure I don't know I don't, I've never heard him I never heard him so <laughs> oh, I don't know yeah and it, and it's funny because it's like all right now you've gotten the attention of people like us who had never heard of him we have a hip hop a, a podcast dedicated to hip hop and music and we've never heard of this cat you have our attention now when your project or whatever drops if you're not capitalizing on, on this new attention you're gonna fade away and they're just gonna take you as someone who was just trying who didn't have the sauce for real. And you use this as a way to way to make yourself seem uh, more prepared than what you are. Because I tell you what, if the music isn't backing it up, all this shit, shit he's talking about, unless he's going to be throwing hands with people, it's going to be just somebody screaming in the wind. Nobody cares. Now, look, I'm I'm going. I don't know because I haven't heard any music from him. Mm-hmm. But from what he was talking about, and and the uh, I guess the the connection with keep. Uh, Chief Keith, I'm assuming that he makes drill music, and I'm—I mean, I'm not gonna lie—I'm a closet fan of drill music, but I know that it's not one of the biggest genres across the world. So that album better hit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It better hit. It got. It has to. It 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 has to at this point. Um, and I mean, he's from Chicago. But and then uh, Fifty Cent's kind of backed him up as well, which I don't know what a cosign for Fifty Cent in twenty twenty really does for for someone uh, of that level. But I guess we'll see, man. It, it, the music, the music tells all. That's how I feel about it. Like all this stuff is it's entertaining it, and fun, but it all comes down to the music. It seemed like <laughs> it seemed like most of the cast that Fifty endorsed mm-hmm. is like somewhat like part of his cloth, not necessarily the, the, the realness of it, but mm-hmm. I'm talking about as far as the personality traits, you know what I mean? Do you think 
like, and this is an interesting place to go with this conversation. Do you think that a lot of this stuff can not be blamed at 50, but is because of 50 and, and, and follow where I'm going with this. Is that a young, oh, a I lot, think I think I'm following you. A lot of these cats that are around this age, I, I think Chop, he's in his twenties. They were younger when they saw Fifty come up, right? And mm-hmm. so that that probably impressed upon them. Now the difference between them and Fifty is Fifty had the street cred to back it up, right? But right. so a lot of these cats who 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 grew up seeing that and maybe thinks that's the blueprint to success, and that don't have the the credibility that Fifty Cent came in the game with. Do you think that that a lot of this is because of him? Well, yeah, well, I can't give him all the credit or blame him all fully. But, yeah, you got to think, look at his blueprint. Like you just said, 50 had the street credit behind him. They probably didn't even know what that was at that time. They just knew that the gimmick that he was doing worked. And now when you have social media involved, like if 50 would have had social media back then, how to rob? Man. Oh my, he probably would. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna say this right now. Baylor the Great on Breaks on Breaks Radio. If 50 Cent had social media back then, he would be the biggest artist of all time. Oh, yeah, for sure. The <laughs> biggest even, artist of all time. Even when you look at even the back half of 50's career is when, is when social media started coming up. That's when he had this is 50.com or this is 50 TV. I can't remember what the name of it this was. This is 50.com, yeah. And that's when he had the beef with Jada Kiss. And like I said, that was towards the end of 50's career. But he used that like pimping curly. You remember the the, the pimp character he had that he used against yeah. Rick Ross? Like he had the so the social the things that would make somebody huge social media wise now. He had the platform just wasn't as big back then. Like you said, if 50 had social media, if 50, if social media was where it is now. When 50 was at his height, like you said, Michael Jackson numbers, bro. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He had, he was showing up at, what was it, DJ Khaled's mom's job? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. That was, y'all got, that is there. That, yo, at this point, 50 is like, there. he's like an ancestor to them. Yeah. That's what he is. You know what I'm saying? So he, I guess you can say he paved the way. But when you look at the six nines, when you look at this young cat, like, yeah, this is, they pay attention to this stuff. You know what I mean? So, you know, and these young cats, I will say they probably don't research as much as we think they should, but they research that shit. Oh, yeah. You could look up a you could look up one fifty video and go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Just 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 uh Google fifty cent French Montana. What he did to French Montana alone yeah. puts him yeah. in the in the social media hall of fame. That man showed up at a couple of French Montana's concerts and just casually walked on stage. <laughs> Like and was on there for like half the song before French Montana realized he was up on stage. Like the shit was cr- like that. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Are we not gonna Are we not gonna talk about what he did to Ja Rule? Oh yeah, well they yeah, bought the uh the first four rows. Like you know crazy. that is the most petty. <laughs> and so when you when you look at stuff like that, then yeah, I just don't know where this young cat is coming from by like damn near because it just doesn't seem like it's a joke. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Well, all right, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna get into our first break. When we come back, we're gonna be reviewing uh Jordan Lucas Lucas ADHD, which I'm really excited to talk about. We'll be right back after this. Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy T I M K I N Z the number three, aka Go Go Power Ranger. Yeah, this the Black Ranger, it's me, aka Mr. Give It to Me. It's Ash Ketchum in his bed. <laughs> bed. I am the Eric J. Only known as the Eric J. 
And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real-life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The gentleman. Also known as K. Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the people's Jabroni. <laughs> and that's us. I mean, we four friends coming together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you. You ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before. Damn straight. So check us out every Wednesday. Get at us. All right, baby. So (laughs) number one song, I mean, number one album in the world, not just the USA. He has the number one album in the world, which may be easy right now. I I don't know with like the whole social distancing, everybody being stuck at home thing. But Jordan Lucas, ADHD dropped. And I had talked about, I wonder, like, what it was going to be because of how many singles he had dropped beforehand. I, I, I just don't know, bro. What do you think, before we get into the album itself, what do you think about him being number one in the world right now? No, 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 no. I came in here prepared this time. <laughs> I, listened, I listened to the album twice. My favorite song on the album is the joint with him and Chris Brown. Okay. That's actually going to be my last day of quarantine track. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I want to know... What you like about this about this album? Now, for it to be number one, I can see that because who who has put out an album prior to him? Who's the closest? Who I mean, as far as rap. noticeable? Uh, I mean, we had the the R and B albums last week, but as far as rap, it hasn't really been anything unless I'm I'm just forgetting something. We haven't had a, we, we we had M. Not yeah. when was M? M M was like a month ago at this point. But him and M is connected yeah, as well. Sure. Yeah, and and to to piggyback off that. Uh, Eminem gave him the biggest cosign with this album and Jordan Lucas went on to talk about the fact that they're basically like I remember I said how do we know if they're really that close or if they just did a song together but it seems like they are they are really close so that's like his mentor um which I, which I think plays a part in in some of the the track listing here as far as like what I I feel about the album what I will say is that Jordan has a unique ear for production like I don't know who chose his beats, who the who the executive producer was on here, but the production was was good throughout. What I will say is that I feel like in a in a he wanted to show he was more versatile than just rapping fast, and I think it kind of hurt him on certain tracks of this album. But you know what though, this and now this is what this is what I didn't like about the album <laughs> is that I know that he could spit. Yeah, I know that he's and when I say on and people when I say he's on Eminem level, I don't mean as far as legendary status. I mean he can hold his own on the Eminem track, yeah. or if Eminem was to hop on one of his tracks, they can hold he can hold his own with that white monster. Yeah, but what I but what I'm saying is I wanted different production. Okay, to to for him to be more versatile. Because I know when he has a unique voice, his mm-hmm. cadence, I know when he's rapping. I need something different though. Yeah. Like you can like like, like the dedic the what was it called? It, I call it the dedication track because he 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 brought up a lot of names, but it was called what's it called? The Devil's Work. Yeah, Devil's Work. We seen the video. It was it was a dope concept. We get it. And, and, and if, if y'all don't know, uh, his his visuals is his vis- he's, like, he's he's at the top right now as far as visuals. Yeah, my, my nobody's opinion. touching him on this video. Yeah, it, that little too graphic for me yeah. with it sometimes. But um, I needed something different, man. I'm looking for I'm looking for you to get production across across the world. You know what I'm saying? Staying in that it, it's. 
it sounded like his album. It sounded like I thought his album was going to sound like. That's not what I was looking for personally. Yeah. That's not to say that it wasn't a good album, though. Yeah. 18 tracks, he worked with 10 producers over, over the course of those 18 tracks. So I don't know if, like, maybe it was too many producers. Maybe he should have honed in with, with one and did, like, half the... I, I don't know. What I will say is that, like, even though 10 bands dropped a while ago, him on a Timberland... His, his voice, the way he raps on a Timberland beat is special to me. And I would have mm-hmm. loved to see him work with Timberland a couple more times on this album. Um... I, like you said, we know he can rap. So, I, like, I think focusing on his bars in this is like it's obvious. We know he can. We know he has bars. We know all of that. Um, still can't love with Fab. I love that song. Um, I I like more songs than what I dislike on here. It's just that I feel like we were looking for, and you know, and I think that's <laughs> that's what I was gonna get into, like with the conspiracy theory, because I they're labeling this as his first album, and I think that's because there isn't much growth on it. And I think because this is like his introduction to a mainstream audience, they want they want to leave some room for when the second one drops. But for me, as someone who listened to his mixtape, his last album uh, and this one, it, it I haven't heard much growth. And that's what bothered me so much on it, because I know he has. It. But the most but the biggest what the biggest mainstream artist on that project is basically Chris Brown and Fab. Right. Yeah. For sure. I mean, of course, of course you have. Yeah, okay, the Young Thug, Young Thug. Um and then you have uh then you have my guy, um Logic. I roll with Logic Heavy. But it, it, I almost feel like how we brought up Manny Fresh earlier. Yeah. I almost feel like you gotta expand those you gotta expand to something that will bring in more crowds. Okay. You know what I mean? And we know a Manny Fresh beat can do that. You know, I'm not we know a DJ quick beat can do that you know what i mean you we know a david banner beat can do that so it's like that's what i'm looking for you know what i mean i'm not saying that he has to have an all-star produced uh album i just want that sound from him you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i want it to be more versatile like that i don't want it it don't have to be too commercial but it's like you know jay-z and i hate to bring up jay because that's a cheat code but he did that you know what i'm saying when we when when you listen to when you listen to um uh what what album am i thinking of um i cannot think of the jay album right now because it had a certain sound to it uh american gangster not american gangster way before american gangster dynasty I'm going to say life and time, right? Okay. Okay. When you listen to that, but then you also, you hear like, you hear like big pimping mm-hmm. and then you hear, um, and then you hear the track with the dog pound. That's the type of versatility that I'm looking for. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we already know what kind of gritty beats that Jake can spit on. We know that already, you know, and then he gave us three straight classic with the blueprints. And, and and we get that, but now I need to hear something outside of that. When I hear him spit on a DJ Quick and then a Dr. Dre track, and it's like, all right, I okay, now now we talking. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know that's that's what I'm looking for. When you got a song with Juvenile, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I think, uh, and you know, I don't know. This album took a long time to come out, very long time, uh, because I think it was really originally supposed to come out in like 2018. Is uh, originally when it was supposed to drop, I believe. I know that's when his first single dropped, but I'm not sure. I, I, 2018, 2019. Where in March 2020, it finally dropped. And I think it 
he wanted this to be a classic. But in trying to make it a classic, I think he lost some of the, I don't know, man. It, it, it feels like this album and the tracks were picked to every track to try to prove that he can do something different rather than just make great music. Does that make sense? You see where I'm getting at with that? Yeah, I can like, see that. Like when you look, when you look at the break, so first like, like the skits, like uh, I love the skits. Yeah. I, like, I, I miss skits like this. And the fact that he had, you know, Chris, uh, Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, who else am I missing? Who else was on the skits? But he had, he had a lot of people, uh, comedians on the skits. Um, but when you look at like ISIS, I think ISIS, we know he wanted to prove him and logic where they can trade bars back, uh, back and forth and that the beef was gone. Um, finally with Chris Brown that we know what that audience that was for 10 bands. Uh That's the club hit on the track. Like, I feel like it was put together like that rather than it just be, all right, let's let me lock myself in the booth. What comes out, comes out. Like I almost would have, I feel like this was, was overproduced in, 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 in a way where it was like, I'm thinking about it too much. And in that, it lost some some of what could have made it special. Right. But this is where I have to actually give an artist like Drake uh, props because he can give us, um, he can give us uh, like a track and we know what it was for, but the, the sound was just nice. The sample was just on point. And that nice for what track was just, yeah. that was it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was it. Um selfishly that's what I'm looking for because I know you could just sit you can sit Joiner in a corner and just say go and he'll go all day yeah but if when you put different type of productions behind it that's what makes me want to like listen to it more you know what I mean and this album was independent too and something that I thought about when I was like putting my thoughts together for this album we talked about like how he released so many singles what if he did that to pay for the album like he had to do that to garner money off the streams to keep paying for the album because something he talked about from the beginning of this album, this was he's completely 100% independent. Um, no major label behind him. And the fact that he's able to do what he does as frequent and like the, the, the quality of his videos and everything, and he's an independent artist, says a lot. But I think that that's why that it was so choppy with his single is that he was banking money to actually come out with the album. And that's where you got to give him a pass because he doesn't have a machine behind him. Yeah. If he had a machine behind him, probably half of those tracks wouldn't be there or they would be different or they would sound different. Uh, this album would have came out in 2018 or early 2019. And it would, it would have probably been a whole totally different track because you got the machine behind it. The marketing is different. Yeah. You know what I mean? The artist might be different. So Yeah. I give him a pass one, but it's like like I said, it was good, but it's just nothing other than that track, other than the track with Chris Brown. Then you got the Logic track, and like you said, the fat, uh, the track with Fat. Nothing really was like stuck. I just know it was, it, you know, it's not it's not bad, but it's nothing that stuck to me. And and I think that if so much of this album hadn't come out, like for example, when when ISIS dropped with Logic, that shit was so because we know that they were beefing before, and it was a great track on top of all of that. If we would have, if that would have dropped when this album dropped, like if he would, if he was able to hold that back, I think that 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 track and a couple of these other ones, like the track with Timberland, if we didn't know that he had a track with Timberland before this album dropped, and we're listening and we're like, damn, that sounds like a Timberland beat. Go look it up. Oh no, that's Timberland. You can hear Timberland on the track. It would have felt different, and I think that would have played a part into my overall thoughts. But because so much of this album we had heard previously, I had to judge it off off 
off what my ear heard at that time. And, you know, we can get into our, our, our grades right now. And honestly, I, I've got to give this album a solid B plus, man. I, w- I, I, I looked at it like a C or a B. It's a solid B to me. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a plain B. It's one of those. It's one of those. If you was moving, and you got you pay for some movers to move your shit, and they picked up his album and say, "Are you getting rid of this?" And you're like, "No, no, no, no. I'm gonna keep that. I'm gonna keep that." Yeah. So yeah. it's one of those. It's, I, I give it a solid B. I yeah. give it a solid B. Go cool, yeah, Joiner. Don't take so long on the next fucking album. Just release like two singles before you drop the album. Uh, but yes, yeah, so hey, well, you know what though? Yeah. At least when he came out with his own his his uh, own album, somebody else didn't start it off. <laughs> hey, <laughs> there you go. Uh, so is this as of right now? Is has this been the best rap album of twenty twenty? Do you or you or do you have uh, Jay Elect above it? No, nah, I got Eminem above both of them. Oh yeah, damn, I I forgot about him. Yeah, M definitely has the best rap album. Yeah, this is probably a close second to me. Um, and there's 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 a couple more that came out. I just can't think of them right now, but I do remember Eminem. Yeah, Jadakiss, Jadakiss dropped an album. Too. Mm. Um, that's still that's and that's still fresh. But you know what? I graded that one on the curve because that was like more of a personal album for his friend. Yeah. So I still got some bars out of that though. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Any uh, Jadakiss should be like. He has a lot of write this shit on the t-shirt bars. Or write this on the wall somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He uh Jay got the I mean uh JD Kiss got them bars, man. That's one thing you're always gonna get from uh from JD Kiss's bars. Um But yeah, so I guess I guess that's what we got. That's where we're sitting at for right now. Uh we got one more topic before we get into our second break. This one is musical influences, and this is a topic from Bailey the Great himself, man. So this one is <laughs> What tracks put you in a certain mood, and what are those tracks? I mean, what are those moods? Oh shit! I thought we were going to break. Oh no! <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I, I thought. Okay. Um, shit. Uh, I got a whole track list that I created. It's called the THC Tour, um, and pretty much all the tracks on that list, and it's just a mixture of things. Um, Shit, that caught me off guard, even though I knew the topic was coming up. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna say one of my one of my tracks is going to be I listen to a lot of Stevie Wonder. Um and that's just a mellow mood. Like with or without the TAC, it's just a mellow mood. Um yeah, just about any goddamn Stevie Wonder track. Stevie Stevie Wonder puts me in a uh, like a happy mood, yeah. you know what I mean? A happy, just chill mood where I can sit wine to his music as well. That's what's up. I mine, mine is a certain track, and judge me not. My favorite hip hop track, rap track of all time is "Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe" remix with Jay Z. And I'm not saying that it has the best bars. I'm not saying that it has the best production. But the way that that song hits me it's mm-hmm. different than any other rap song like legit i can be about ready to kill somebody if that song comes on it's all up that, really? that song has and it's been like that since the, i still remember i was working overnight at saint anthony's hospital in saint louis missouri and the first time i ever heard that track i was listening to pandora that's how far back this goes i was listening to pandora while i was waxing floors at a hospital and it came on 
and I stopped what I was doing and I listened to that that hole from from start to finish. I did not move from that spot. That's how that song hit me, and it's been like that ever now, since. Now, 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 what is it? What is it? Is it mostly, or it could be balanced, or it could be a whole complete package? But is it the production? It's, is it the bars? It's is the, the total, message? It's the total package of that. It's it's everything from the message in the song to Kendrick's first vo- verse on the remix is it's okay. But the way that Jay Z comes into that tra- that remix and then Kendrick follows him up is is it does something to me where it puts me at ease spiritually. Like bro, like that that's that song, the chorus, the beat, everything from the moment that song starts and the beat kicks in. It touches my spirit in a way that only a handful of songs in history do. Mm. And I'm not, okay. I wouldn't, it's not Kendrick's best song. It's not the best rap. I, I would go, it's not the best rap song. I, would, I don't even know if I was making, other than my personal attachment to that song, if I was making a top 20 hip hop tracks of all time, it probably wouldn't even make that list. But because of how that, that song specifically touches me, it, 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 it's my favorite track of all time. Oh, okay. You know what? Honestly, I couldn't give you, I don't think I could give you a a greatest track of all time. I probably could break it down into different artists, uh, but I don't think I have one single song that, that I could go with. Not that I could think of right now. Oh, Uh, my favorite tracks of all time are that cruising by Smokey Robinson. mm -hmm. Um, uh, give it up. Marvin Gaye. Okay. And Sir Duke, Stevie Wonder. That those right there. That, that's that's it. That those are my tracks, bro, of all time. Right there. So let's do this. Um my list is pretty much and it's probably not all of my songs that I that I truly love. It's not in this track list, but I think I put my track list out there plenty of times. I'll do it again. But come up with a track list. Okay. You want me to so we on? can see, yeah. Right. I mean, and and I got it. My track, my TAC tour went from I think like a solid twenty to now it's like at eighty two. Oh, bro! I just thought about something. As what we're doing, why don't we challenge other podcasts to see who what who, what podcasts come up with the best playlist? Oh, they they not ready for that. <laughs> they not ready for that. All right, so look, let's. So how many songs are we picking the piece? What, you want to make it about oh, fifteen? 15 track list. 15 track list. There you go. Okay. Okay. We split it 7 8. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. The 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 last the last track we picked it together. We we'll pick it together and then we'll 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 come up with the order cuz the order of a playlist can change the whole mood of it. It is very important. Um Hey, so let me tell you. <laughs> the order of a playlist is extremely important. Yeah. You can start it off way wrong. If it's the wrong R and B song, yeah. If it's the wrong club song, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we, that's what we're gonna I, do. I'll, I'll I'll do this. I'll come up with my seven tonight. You come up with your seven, and then after that, we'll agree on an artist or a group or whatever, and then go from there. There you go. And come and and come up with that last track, all and right. then we'll challenge and we'll tag and we're gonna tag all of y'all asses. <laughs> Yeah, I pulled this part of the uh of the video for the uh for the promo clip and we're gonna get them. We gotta get all of them on this one. Shout out to Oversaturated, because I'm coming for y'all. Shout out to uh uh views. We gotta get them. Definitely gotta have views. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you about them views, nigga. They know their music. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. For, 
bro, like views, I will say this. I love hearing them like talk about music like more than almost anything else they talk about on the podcast because they all know they shit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, hey, Cold Seven niggas is watching. Yeah, niggas is hey, all right, okay, we're gonna get that list together. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, we are gonna get into our, our last break when we come back. We got our last topic for this week. We'll see you guys. Then. You are now rocking with socially unacceptable, socially unacceptable. You are now rocking with. Socially unacceptable. Socially unacceptable. Uh, that was hard. That was kind of dope. That was hard as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey, you got me for a loop on this one. Like when you came up with this last topic. So, listeners, uh, we're back from our break. The last topic for this one is who has the best R&B catalog? We're gonna do one solo artist and one group. I, you, you, you literally had me like sitting for like an hour, just being like, "God damn, I don't know what way to go with this." Because I, I, I thought about production at first. And I'm like, "Nah, that's unfair because there's gonna be multiple artists." So, uh, you gotta take this one first, bro. You gotta, you gotta set the stage. This is your topic. You wanted to stress me out and my life out with this topic, so you gotta go first on this. Well, excluding the you know who guy, um, but you know what? If if people feel like some people can feel like his music can be set aside and we, and they can still use it for an argument, go ahead. Me personally, I feel like even though she's in between two genres, I'm gonna have to go with Janet. Mm. I'm gonna have to go with Janet. Me personally. Now I'm not. T- we're not talking about. Who can sing the best? We got the best vocals. But as far as content, as far as music, and she hops back and forth between R&B and pop, we know that. I'm going to have to go with Janet. Uh, It was a close call between her and definitely uh, Whitney. Between, because out of, I mean, my top three, my top three of all time is Joe, Whitney, and Janet. And so, Joe? I, yeah, man. Joe's at the top of my I got okay. Joe over I got Joe over Kelly before the scandal. Okay. Fair enough. You know what I mean? That's what that's what I grew up off of. I mean, I grew up off of listening to that other guy too, but I definitely grew up listening to Joe. And that's grown man music all day. Um I just don't know if he got that many albums in the chamber to compete with everybody else that came out prior to him and around his time. So I got to go with the safe pick, and that's with Janet. I can't be mad at that pick at all. Um, I just want to say, and, you know, I, I may get crucified for this. I may not. If it wasn't for the scandal, my, R. Kelly would be my pick here. Mm-hmm. Like, of course. I, I, and I hope that people who just can look at the music can understand that. But because of that, there's no way in hell I would ever pick him. Um mm-hmm. But without it, see, I'm I'm a real old school R and B person. So like when in, in thinking about this, the, the first person my mind went to was Smokey Robinson. Instantly. Like reading it, I'm like Smokey. But then I'm like, all right, well, let me really think about this. And this may give me some fucking hate. And it may just d- three, we go. three albums. Usher. You know, look, so you got let me tell you something. You got an argument. Cause you you know who Usher is amongst all these greats. To me, he's Golden State. 
Okay. He's the Golden State Warriors. Okay. Like They're that. going to go down as one of the best teams of all time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they have jewelry now. You're right, though. <laughs> You're right. He got because Confessions is arguably a top ten album of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that kind of gives him a lot of a lot of push behind him. Um, but what he got after that? That's the thing. It's like but, his debut album was nice, though. It was nice. Yeah, it was not. It was it was real nice. Um, uh, his second album was real nice too. It had some hits on it. Uh, what was the eighty two? I can't remember the eighty. Yeah, something. Yeah, some something numbers. like that. Um, but even after then, Usher has like one song every year that pops up on the radio. Definitely. Uh, if, if we're talking about singles, yeah, he's definitely in there. Yeah. So I I picked Usher. My heart really wanted to go to Smokey Robinson, but like for the audience, I just don't know like. Who 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 other than our like after our generation are our kids gonna be bumping Smokey Robinson? I don't know. I don't think so. But it's like I don't want to go over people's heads with it because in my opinion, I think if we're talking about catalogs, just mm-hmm. songs, and I have to include in in catalog songs that he wrote that he may not have performed himself because that's still in his catalog, right? Is it's it? no, it's it's still part of his catalog because yeah. if if that's the case, Beyonce wouldn't be up there exactly. Because the dream is, <laughs> you know, Neo and the dream is written all over that yeah, shit. Yeah. So, like, what Smokey Robinson did for all oh of Motown. Oh, my God. And that, Neo. And that, oh, yeah. As a, oh here, here's what I would say about Neo. I'm not the biggest fan of Neo's voice. Uh, so, like, some of his songs I don't like as much as other people. Some of them I absolutely love. But his pen is Yo. legendary. Can we talk legendary. about it? Between him and the dream, they gotta be top three and not yeah. not, not number three. <laughs> because them niggas, somebody somebody told me a long time ago when I first when Dream first came out or was first getting his recognition, they was like, "Yo, this nigga make music for drunk people." Like the way his ad libs, the way he keep repeating himself and his ad libs, they was like, "This shit is perfect for drunk people." And I'm like, as a sober person at the time, I'm like, I don't get it. This shit sound dope without. But then when you are a little intoxicated mm-hmm. or a little high and you listen to, oh, my God, that shit sounds phenomenal. Absolutely. Uh, Dark Horse pick that I just want to mention because the music, the music guy in me won't let me go without mentioning his name because he doesn't get enough rec- recognition. If, in my- if you if you pick Usher as your number one guy and this is a Dark Horse, I'm nervous. <laughs> Curtis Mayfield. Oh, yeah. shit. That's a heavy hitter right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm just. Cause, but nobody talks. How many people do you hear talk about Curtis Mayfield? Even when that because whole that whole R and B legends conversation was going around, I don't even think we mentioned Curtis Mayfield when we were talking about it. Because you know, man, it's like mentioning like the old wrestlers. It was yeah. some great wrestlers back in the day. It's just they got overshadowed by the Hulks and the you know the Bret Hart's and the Stings and shit like that. He was just he was there. Cats know. Yeah. You know, I think one of my wife's favorite songs is is, is by him. So you know, it's he's there. That's a good one. All right, groups now, bro. <sighs> this is where a fight can break out. <laughs> this is where a fight can break Drew out. Hill, I swear to God, no. <laughs> nah, I ain't picking. I'm not picking. Which Drew Hill? <laughs> um, man, shit, man. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go B five. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> I'm 
<laughs> I'll fuck with you. Um, I'm gonna go with one twelve. Oh, so I'm gonna go with one twelve. Okay. I grew. I their whole entire catalog got me through high school. Oh, that's I. I feel that. I can definitely feel that. Um, this one was probably harder for me than even the solo artist because my my again my first mind Jodeci. Like that's just initially if you ask me that. That's the first thing to come to mind before I really break stuff down a little bit more. Um, but I think I have to go with New Edition here, bro. Mm, okay. Because new, new Edition is almost like a cheat, cheat sheet, too, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a legendary group. They got a biopic. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, they definitely top five. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, and for like you saying, how like 112 got you through high school. New edition, you can't. There's probably still like my, in my mom's house a video. Like my my parents didn't videotape a lot, but uh, there is a videotape of me going through the whole new edition, uh, dance routine, like from start to finish of the video. And that and that's and that and that's part of their catalog. Yeah. That's part of their catalog. Yeah. But I'm not gonna lie to you, Peaches and Cream, come on, I'm in there. I'm in there. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, look. It's not by a landslide because you got the SWVs, you got the TLCs, you know what I mean? Like Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child, pay my bills. Like, I was listening to all that shit. You know who probably has uh, an underrated catalog of of groups? In Vogue, bro. I, but why is it, why, like, I don't, I'm not sure why it's like that. I mean, that's a legendary group. I, I honestly, Legendary. I honestly think it's because all the group like that was the era of the there were so many female led groups before them and mainly after them that had more longevity than in vogue and i think that's why they get overshadowed not that necessarily they're better than them but like when you look at just around them tlc was around them. um swv was around them uh and not immediately i know in vogue was before them because i think in vogue was in like 89 when is when they debuted or whatever yeah and other ones yeah. were more than 90s but you gotta look music completely changed in the 90s we went from the ballads and everything to they was, the they more, was in that transition exactly the, and, yeah and because of that transition area they got kind of overshadowed a little bit yeah now look i got now i got a dark horse but this is totally i digress this is not as far as catalog because they don't really have a catalog. Okay. But when I tell you, when they, when I tell you the sex appeal at that time, changing faces. Oh, Ooh. my. Damn, I haven't, oh even, my. I haven't even heard that name spoke in a minute. Uh, wow, I cannot bro. forget them. I can't, because when I first seen them, like, at that time, I'm a kid. Yeah. Nasty thoughts, face. Nasty. Oh, yeah, for sure. That I'm like, oh my god, changing faces. Yeah, that was it right there. That was that was actually like, that wasn't my first. I had you know I had crushes before then, but that's when I was like, oh, I definitely like, I I like them. Yeah, I like everything about them. Changing faces. Damn. That, yeah. I, I'm gonna have to go listen to their music while I edit this. Just oh you man, that, Kobo, man, that's like, throwback real. right there. Wow. But that's it, man. That's that's this is it. An episode in the books. We got challenges coming out to other podcasts. There was a lot to happen in this episode. I shared some of my thoughts and some shit that may give me some criticism on my favorite rap song of all time. But yeah, we had fun on this one, bro. You got any parting words? If not, give them your social media. 
Yo, uh, to those other podcasters, we got some more creative topics that's going to bring y'all out. Like, we we spoke about it earlier, how we need y'all to start digging in y'all creative bag. Well, I know how the ego game is when it comes to this podcast podcast game shit. So we're about to bring that. We're about to wake y'all egos up. You know what I'm saying? Within the near future. Yeah. You know, we ain't got nothing else to do, so it's going to be a lot of quarantine <laughs> uh, content. <laughs> but until then, if y'all need some smoke, if y'all upset at my 112 and Jenny pick, please at me, at Baylor the Great, on all social media platforms, definitely on Twitter. I'm a little bit more family on IG. It's a ghost town on Facebook. <laughs> And you can follow me at CEO Hazes at CEO H A I Z E. And as one thing that everyone knows, I welcome all smoke at all times. Anyone can get it, especially nowadays where I got nothing better to do than to answer smoke. So bring it if you got it. I really look forward to what creativity is going to come out of this playlist challenge. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, you can follow me at CEO Hazes CEO H A I Z E. But more importantly, you can follow us collectively at the Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. TheBurksRadio at gmail.com. We are the number one podcast for the culture, and we're out. Your tangent faces were just too damn sexy to me. <laughs> I guess it ain't no nice way to tell you niggas it's game over, huh? Hallucination of money, why niggas stomach just rumble Had to fuck with the Haitians and break a kilo to crumbles Nigga living in rubble, but then them labeled a rebel Any nigga want rumble, somebody hand me a shovel Gotta silence the lambs, get on my buffalo bill Stepping off the Sonoma with the black duffel back fill Got a cute bitch with me, favor, come on, for real Got me mill on the celly, that Big nigga Millie. worth a fucking mill. I multiply what I manage, I manage to multiply. Witness real niggas fail and watch you fuck niggas strive. Witness bitch niggas tell, Jabbar just got 25. At this point in my life, I'm just trying to survive. Homicide, stay on my mind. Christopher Wallace on my time. R.I.P. to the legend, Tupac Shakur with a